This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Nick DiMatteo from Music Is Not A Genre. I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the service I use to record and distribute my podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you from experience, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's why. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So please take a moment out. If you are planning to create, record, and distribute podcasts, take a look at Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, I'm Nick DiMatteo and welcome to week 186 and video episode number dozen of 4T, the Thursday throwback track. This week, we're going to talk about Mr. James Todd Smith. I hear the ladies love Cool James, which of course stands for LL Cool J. Uh, the television star, uh, an erstwhile rap pioneer, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, songs you don't hear all the time and what the difference is. So, uh, I need a beat. I can't live without my radio. Going back to Cali, big old butt, jingling baby, rock the bells, around the way girl, mama said knock you out. Anybody who knows classic hip hop. Second and third wave is what I'm calling the this span here. Uh, first wave being like you know 70s and the early 80s, and then and then the second wave is when you know Run DMC and Beastie Boys and then and LL Cool J came in and and all of that. Uh, third wave is like gangster rap, early 90s. Um, anybody who knows those songs or anybody who knows early classic hip hop knows those songs, and every single one of those songs is an LL Cool J song. Uh, his greatest hits uh, albums, he's got two of them, uh, All the World and All the World 2, I believe they're called, uh, are amazing. They're absolutely amazing. Two of them put together, especially because they, you know, there's some redundancies, but they, they cover everything of his amazing, like, 10-year span of incredibleness. Uh, and this is not on it. This is a song from this 12-inch single, Def Jam Recordings, which all of them looked like this uh, back then. Uh, Here's the other side. You can tell what artist it is because I'm telling you with my words. Otherwise, you would have no idea. Um, Yes, this is a 12-inch featuring the songs I Want You and Dangerous. They were uh, album cuts off of his first album, but they were also club minor, you know, club hits or songs that, you know, DJs and, and everybody used 
and played so as always with the 12 inch they have the actual versions of these songs and then they have the instrumental versions of the songs uh, both for people who wanted to rap it themselves but mostly for DJs who wanted to mix in the instrumental portions with other stuff and, and ex- you know extended mixes and stuff like that uh, but the point is these are two songs that uh, you aren't on the greatest hits out because you haven't and you haven't heard them much in fact I didn't even really remember much about them until I re-listened to them. But what happens when you re-listen to a song you haven't heard in a long time is that it thrusts you immediately back into that period. There are songs that are from that same period that you hear about a million times, uh, dozens, hundreds, thousands of times, and from any period. And... When, once it gets to a point like that, it kind of becomes untethered from its original era. There may be parts of it that still remind you of, of you know, when it came from, especially if it's a song that's special to you. But really, a song like, I don't know, The Final Countdown, or I Melt With You, or Smells Like Teen Spirit, or, you know, a host of Led Zeppelin songs or Beatles songs, you know... Hits that are played over and over that you hear in restaurants, you hear on playlists, etc., 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 no longer really evoke that era. I mean, sonically, yeah, of course, but as far as the emotion and nostalgia and the way you feel about a certain thing, um, all of that's kind of washed away with songs. Like, I don't feel 1983 when I hear I Melt With You. You know, I, I don't, I feel like, hey, it's a great song, and that's pretty much it, you know. Um, but songs like this, the minute I put this on, and especially you hear that little ding dong ding thing in there, I mean, that's that. This kind of production is really it's it's like Rick Rubin at his finest, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, all the amazing things that Rick Rubin has worked on since then, he's never done better than this. Um, I you know. It's uh, it's no actually it is a secret because I've never told anybody publicly. I'm not a giant fan of Rick Rubin's later work. It's it's great. The people he works with are great, and he's got that whole guru shit going on. But but I think that he's taken minimalism so far that a lot of what he does is just simply not that interesting. And this, however, you know, is it is where he started. So he was exploring that idea of keeping it simple. You know, he did that with Run DMC, that with the Beastie Boys, that with a host of other artists, and he did that with LL Cool J. So again, you know, listening to a song like this, I can picture the Kangos, I can see the clothing, I can see the big shoelaces and the sneakers, you know, I can, I can, all the popping and locking and break dancing and things like that come like flooding back as does high school as does the friends of mine around the block who would listen to this stuff and you know be able to dance like that and uh you know uh the lyrics and the way he delivers them because i haven't heard this in a while it reminds me of how potent they were how no one else in music speaking like LL Cool J, like Run DMC, like the people from that era. And it was an absolute shock to the system and a blast in a way that, you know, woke up other parts of me and I'm sure millions of other people. Uh, and, and that's really the, you know, point I'm making about 
not having heard a song a million times, it's it it's much easier for it to thrust you back into a certain mindset, a certain era, a certain period, a certain emotion, the emotional content especially. Uh, but the great thing about great music, period, is that uh, whether you listen to a song once or 20 times or 100 times, it's always good. And in fact, my argument about good music and great music, which... The distinction there I make is that all good music is good. I know it doesn't, that sounds weird, but the point being that to me, great music is decided by the listener. Anyone who's good at creating music is creating good music. A song becomes great because of how it is received by the listener. A song becomes classic because of how it's received by the listener. But, you know, those, those songs get better the more you listen to them. There are things in the way they're produced or in the lyrical content that don't come out in the first two, three, five, ten listens. Uh, and, and, you know, how can they? And even though today it's kind of, uh, you know, playlist mentality and listen to a song for ten seconds and move on, I know there are people out there who find songs and sometimes even albums that they love and listen to them over and over and over. My, I mean, my son does it. He listens to Pentatonix 500 million times. And uh, that's, I think that's vital. It's valuable. It's the way certain people watch an episode of a TV show 10 times and can recite, you know, all, all the dialogue. Or people who read a good book over and over because of how much they love it or play even. Or, or even seeing plays more than once, you get more and more out of it. Uh, it's and it's how I absorb music. You know, if I, if I listen to an artist, I don't and I and I love the artist and I get their new release, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I listen to it two, three, four times. More mature artists, they tend, you know, they 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 tend to unweave their songs in a way that might take a little more time to absorb. Um, but honestly, I think that's true for, again, any artist that's creating good music. It's how I like to create music. I like to, you know, write songs that stand the test of time, but I also like to produce in a way that gives the listener more to hear every time they listen to the song. You know, I know some of you have, uh, heard my songs and thank you very much for that. If you, if you have, and if there was a song you like, um, experiment. Listen to it again. Listen to it four times even. Listen to it in the same day. Listen to it uh, four times in a week or four times in a month. See if you hear something different. See if you catch something different in a different way. Um, and uh, if you haven't heard any of my songs, then even once would be a wonderful thing. Um, but you'll understand what I'm saying, whether you're listening to, you know, my songs, whether you're listening to LL Cool J or any artist that you love. Um... And so, speaking of the, the melding of the two, a song of mine that was clearly influenced by LL Cool J in that period is a song called The Power of Repetition Everlasting. Uh, it does not have the sparse production. Uh, in parts of it, it does, but not really. That's not, generally not how I produce uh, every now and then, possibly. Um, but... It does have the the kind that kind of delivery and you know lyrical kind of combination of sensitivity and aggression the way LL Cool J did his thing um, and the beats of course uh, and so you know there you go um, I'm starting to flag here because I've had a very long day at work so uh, I don't need to tell you my favorites because there's only two songs on this lovely 12 inch and that's why the music is over people.
So now it's up to you to click the link to learn more about LL Cool J, about this 12-inch, about his first album, to listen to the music, to click the link to my song, to listen to it, to share it, to to dive deeper, to read the text, which has something to do with what I just said, and to share, because as always, my objective for all of these in sharing music is conversation and connection. Thank you again for watching, for listening, for reading, for sharing, and I will see you next week. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.